Welcome to the Pretzel Pod. My name is Casey Spears, and I have a guest here. I have a junior who is, again, another very outspoken of my students, so I wouldn't bring him here on the pod. Uh, he's also got uh, a little different uh, extracurriculars than we've uh, usually talked about within this podcast. We've been talking about a lot of sports. This one is more outside of the school. Uh, so I want to everybody to or introduce everybody to Connor McLeod. Welcome to the podcast, Connor. It's good to be here, Mr. Spears. All right, Connor. So let's uh, let's get started here. So first of all, I've been asking this question. Have you always gone to New Berlin? No. Uh, I started coming here freshman year. I went to Franklin from fourth grade to eighth grade. Uh, but during that time, I always played football for New Berlin. So okay. I already knew everybody. Okay. And before that, a little bit at Glenwood. And then I'm originally from Spokane, Washington. Okay, didn't I didn't see that one coming? So Spokane, Washington. What 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 brought you to Central Illinois then? Um, job opportunity for my mom. Yeah. So she got an offer from Bun. Okay. And she went down here for that. Nice, nice. And do you remember anything from Spokane? Um, little bits, little bits. I was relatively young whenever we left there. Yeah. But. You know, looking back at pictures, I recognize the places. Yeah. So, have you ever gone back? Uh, not since then, no. I'd like to, but I haven't gotten back since. I've heard it's pretty beautiful out there. It is. There you go. Central Illinois, not known for its beauty of cornfields and not very much. No. Not so system. <laughs> such a beautiful view at that point. But all right, so you came here your freshman year. You said you knew a lot of people, but how was the transition coming to New Berlin um, uh, as a high schooler and, and all that stuff? Did, did it go pretty well or was there some ups and downs? Or There was definitely ups and downs. Um, Franklin, even though it's not too much smaller, it's a very, very small school. My eighth grade graduating class had 13 people. Yeah, that's, that's small. Yeah, and we had a block schedule over there. So the schedule change was pretty different too. But other than that, it was relatively seamless, you know, since I had already known some people, got yeah. to meet new people. But yeah, it it was all good until everything shut down. And then things got <laughs> flipped over. So yeah, things uh things have obviously been a little bit um a little bit different uh over the last few years. So I guess there has not been really a normal because you would have been a sophomore, I guess, when that all took place right um it would have been the end of oh freshman no your year. freshman year you yeah. remember freshman year so you really haven't had a regular year this year have been most i mean mostly other than mask and stuff like that so yeah. so okay well that's that's always fun with all that um you do play football or have played football yeah I'm you didn't play this back. last year yeah uh, but i'm going back this year gonna play yeah. again this year so what why football why why is why is that your sport um i grew up in a football family Okay. My brother, Danny, he uh, he played four years for New Berlin, was a starter by his sophomore year, and ended up playing a couple different colleges. And from there, like I started playing in the third grade here in New Berlin, and then it was from third till freshman year, nonstop football, and I was just honestly burnt out. Like, And obviously, it's a tough transition going to high school football because mm -hmm. I had – a massive six three lineman pancaking <laughs> me every day. So, but that mixed with just playing it for so long and feeling so much pressure from my football family, you know, just let me to just take a break for a little bit. But happy to come back this year. Nice, nice. Um, I was also told that uh, you're a hooper. 
Um, <laughs> I guess so. I got some uh, some info on your game. And uh, from some anonymous sources say that you cannot win in pickup basketball at St. John's. Is that Cole saying that? I promise you Cole's saying that. It's just anonymous names. It's Cole. Um, that you cannot win at St. John's and the big pickup game gets gets done out there. I Can you defend yourself? Can you defend I, I win yourself? in the pickup games. I'm, I'm not necessarily the most traditional basketball player. <laughs> okay, explain that. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you're not the most traditional? Now, I don't shoot very well. My – I just didn't work on my form, so okay. it's all sorts of messed up. So I like to pass. I've always got – I got really good at passing in middle school because I was a sixth grader on the eighth grade team, scared to shoot. So I just started passing, and I ended up getting pretty good at it. And the way I would describe it is a playmaking type style. Okay, so you're a playmaker. Yeah. So, like, playmakers, they're going for the big play or nothing. So lots of turnovers are involved. <laughs> and that 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 hurts me. It's it's just like a gunslinger quarterback. They'll throw lots of touchdowns, but I mean Brett Favre, gunslinger. Yeah. And I don't know what Cole's talking about. I block him on the daily. Like if we had highlight tapes of my defensive tapes, St. Yeah. John's, it's it's out of hand. So well, um, I, I don't know who I don't know who it's Cole. Told you, me. It, it's okay. You don't have to argue. It's Cole. Okay. Um, but really, when I brought you on here, because. Um, uh, Again, the school, New Berlin, we got a lot of different uh, things that can happen and all that stuff. And one of the things that we do not have do not have here is a uh, really a uh, a lot of plays, a lot of uh, live action, whatever it is. Uh, and uh, over eh, around Christmas time, I heard a heard a little rumor from from somebody that uh, we had a couple students in a in a production of the Elf at. Uh, the Hoogland Center, yeah. and you are one of the, uh, I would say, top eight actors on there, uh, parts-wise and, yeah. and things like that. So so I brought you on here because I want to find out, one, how do you get involved in that? Uh, and two, like, how do you do that? Like, I mean, what is, what's your process and all that stuff? So, so how, one, how did you get into, into doing plays and musicals and things like that? Um. Ever since like a young age, I've always been, I've been musically inclined. So like I would play guitar, play piano. I would just be singing all the time. And eventually my my elementary school had a few musicals. It was big. It was Glenwood. So mm-hmm. had lots of opportunities and I liked it. And there was a big break through middle school because Franklin didn't offer that either. But it's like with acting, especially like the line delivery. I feel frustrated watching like shows and movies because like you messed up that line. Like you could have said that 50 times better to convey this. And I just had like a deeper understanding of what the words meant. So like one thing that I'd say is one of my skills as a person is I'm very good at reading people. Okay. So like with a brief interaction, I, I feel that I can put together a, a brief little overview of who they are. Nothing okay. specific, but. So you're analyzing me right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so it starts, you know, young and all that stuff. So how do you get involved in the the Hoogland Center? Which again, I mean, we're talking about people that are adults playing parts and and things like that. You're probably one of the younger main actors in that uh, group, and we're going to talk about one of your future ones here in a second. But uh, so how did you get involved into doing uh, more, you know, non school related stuff? Um, with the theater aspect, especially in the Springfield Theater Center, it was like I told my mom around September of 2020 that 
I really like acting and I want to see what I can do with it. And from there, she helped me out a lot. And she would look online because she knew that the Springfield Theater Center existed. She knew that it put on shows all Mm -hmm. the time. So she looked on it and there's this little program that they hold there. It's called ACTT. Mm -hmm. It's called Active Active Creative Teen Theater. It's everything run by teens. So the director's a teenager. Every member on the staff is a teenager. So my first show was with that. And I really liked it. And I just... What was that show? Do you it remember? was uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Okay. Yeah. I had one of the minor roles, but that tends to happen. It doesn't matter how good your audition is. If you have nothing on your sh- on your experience sheet, yeah. chances are you're getting an ensemble type <laughs> yeah. role. And yeah, I just kept auditioning. I, I'm big on pre- preparing for them. So like I initially auditioned for Buddy the Elf mm-hmm. because me not thinking about it. I'm like, oh, this show was an all teen show. All of them are all teen shows, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> so then I show up and the guy who eventually ended up getting the part is six, five goofball. Yeah. Perfectly fit the role. But I spent about two, three months watching Elf, watching Elf the musical so, so much. It was terrible. And you know, breaking down who Buddy was as a character. And eventually I got a side role, which was disappointing, but not unexpected. And no, you guys, uh, again, the other student that was involved was Olivia Smith um, and uh, our music teacher at the elementary also uh, played a role in it as well. So we had three um, people from the New Berlin School District playing it. So it was it was awesome to go go see and all that stuff. Um, So you talked about the auditioning stuff, like how nerve wracking is is the auditioning part of all that and how much prep do you do for that? uh, Those parts. Um, the preparation for the audition itself is kind of unknown and confusing because they'll just put a, it go, it varies from director to director, what they want to see in an audition. They'll like either post, all right, these are the lines that you're going to be reading. This is the song you're going to be singing from this line to this line. Oh, great. Not all directors do that. So sometimes you just show up there and they'll say, sing this. You better know how to sing it or else you're not getting any part. Yeah. And for me personally, it all it also depends on what character I'm auditioning for, the nerves. Because like if I'm going in for a super, super confident character, I want to walk into the building super, super confident so I can come across as such mm-hmm. in my lines. But for a more nervous character like Buddy the Elf would be petrifying. <laughs> petrifying. Um, all right. Um, and uh, again, I found out uh, through my little network of of little birdies telling me things that uh, you're playing something coming up uh, and that you got a major role of that. So would you like to tell us what you're playing? Yeah. yeah and, the, the show is Moana and I'm playing Maui. So that's, that's a big part. It is. Yeah. It's a big part. Uh, Moana is one of my kids favorites. So one of my favorite actually of, of the most recent uh, animated uh, things. Uh, Maui is a great part. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Big shoes. Big shoes. Big shoes to fill there. Um, so, when did you learn about, or when did you like audition for that? And how much time do you have now to prepare for for that? Um, I auditioned about. It was mid February, so the first like read through was on Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, but. How it works at the theater is there's a yearly schedule that comes out at the end of the summer. Yeah. So I knew about Moana. I knew that it was going to happen at this exact date. So I spent a lot of time, especially after I didn't get Buddy. I was all for Maui. Mm-hmm. 
And I have right now about a month and a half until the first show. And luckily for this particular show, it's a junior show again. Okay. So it's shortened. All junior shows are usually relatively short. Like you were at Elf. Elf, it was, Elf was not a short one. It was about three hours. It was three hours long. I was not expecting a three-hour Elf. This one's more hour, an hour and a half. And it's more for kids. I mean, yeah. it, it's probably d- developed for kids to come and, yeah. and watch. And it's also one that I plan on taking my kid to uh, and, and seeing. So um, so what do you think the uh, – what are you least looking forward to than with the Maui part? Like what what's going to be the – the hardest part of of, the, of this. Um, he's got this one thing that he says. It's like a celebra- celebratory type phrase. Okay. It's called Chi Yu. He just yells that, but he like screeches it. Physically, my voice can't screech anything. <laughs> so I've tried and it's just air. So the director doesn't know about that yet. <laughs> she will come to know and we'll have to find some sort of solution. Okay. But yeah, that's so that's the sing- singing is not is not a worry for you. No, not really. Um, singing would be my worry for me. I'm not a singer. But. Yeah, but I've been I've been singing before I could talk, and it was so singing has just come naturally with me from the theater, especially with these songs because it's you know "You're Welcome" is a very familiar song yes, to yes. everybody. It's a it's a it's a favorite. Yeah, and the cool thing about uh, oftentimes with movies that are adapted onto a live performance, they will often use cut songs so there's one there's like a three-part song that me and moana sing back and forth Uh and it was initially going to be in the movie but it was eventually cut so it's cool to learn that background to it too that's cool yeah that's cool um who's playing moana then um she goes to i want to say shs okay she's a freshman shs cool so you'll be working a lot with her then yes There's a lot of a lot of scenes together for all that. Really, the only person the only person I speak to in the show is Moana. I guess that's true. But because um, it's such a short show, I'm only in the second act. Oh, okay. So the first act, because it's an hour hour and a half long show, it's going to be pretty quick. It's just the act ends on her going off to sea. Yeah. And the second act starts. First lines are of me. So. It's ma- it's made it easier than other shows because I don't have to be there every single night for three yeah. and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. I um. So when will this be? When will this be playing? Do you remember? Um. It's gonna be late April, I believe, the weekend of the twenty second, and then the following weekend. Okay. Um. And we'll we'll try to get that information out to people if they are interested in all that stuff and it's all that. So let's let's switch gears a little bit. Um. Well, actually. We'll, we'll transition a little bit. Is this something you want to do past high school, past uh, college? Or is this something that you like strive for uh, professionally in some, in some sense? It is, yeah. Um, I've – all the careers that I've like X'd out through my entire life have always been me in control of something. Mm-hmm. Like initially whenever I had the music background, I wanted to be a music producer. And then I wanted to do some sort of film production where I'm controlling how the script is going. But – as an actor, I could control everything that my character does. So, and I believe that there is meticulous thought that goes into it. And it is an art at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I can take pride in because I've tried a lot of things in my life. I've played a lot of sports, <laughs> not the greatest at any of them. But this is something that I can say in a room, I can be confident that 
I might just be the best actor in that room, which it's neat to know. Yeah. Well, well, it's good. Good luck. Good luck with that. And again, I plan on going out and, and seeing that in April. So, um, and maybe one day we'll see you in the bright lights of, La- of Los Angeles. Maybe you will. You won't forget us here in New Berlin. I won't. I can't. <laughs> all right. So let's let's talk about school first of all. Um, so I've been asking all the students uh, these these simple pretty question or simple questions. Um, first of all, what are we doing good here? What is what are some of the positives that you're getting out of out of New Berlin? What do you think? Uh, is something that maybe outside people don't see that uh, New Berlin gives its its students. There's a good friend teacher balance. Okay. So like the teachers, they'll talk back and forth with you. Okay. They'll be supportive. They'll be friend like, but at the same time, they're not so much like friends to where they'll be taken advantage of. Yeah. And they're just people there who teach a brief lesson and then they talk with everybody. Yeah. But it's also become more like. It seems as though the panorama surveys have been listened to, and it's how are how you doing? What's going on in your life? You there's right a today? good there's a good report. Yeah, and a lot of this has come from the COVID stuff and things like that. The knowing that you know there's been a lot of isolation and and trying to get out of that, and you know I think there's there's teachers have taken it pretty seriously that you know these kids need to be checked on you know as much as possible and i think there's a good rapport between the teachers and, and students and all that stuff so uh with the good we also have to talk about the bad what are some of the things the schools maybe needs to improve on um the school itself okay okay <laughs> oh, explain because um, you're you're, I, you're I think people are gonna slowly figure out that mr spears is is one of the big advocates for yeah. for that um like i remember freshman year in mr bandy's room we'd have like asbestos coming down from the ceilings i don't think it was asbestos no he said it was asbestos <laughs> that was i don't think it was asbestos from the ceilings but regardless there's stuff falling from the walls <laughs> from the ceiling. Okay. um we've got our lockers are pretty rusty okay um so they're just beat up and you know the building itself i feel could be much more efficient mm-hmm. we have one high school hallway it is an absolute nightmare traveling from one class to another Especially if you gotta like stop off in the bathroom, we got four minutes. And if I'm at PE and I need to go to Mr. Hill's room, well, that's the entire school. Mm-hmm. So, pretty spread out. At least a second hallway would help. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so school building probably needs needs improved uh, in that in that sense. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna get in a little inside baseball now uh, with this. So today, uh, in my history class, uh, we rank the presidents of the United States based on how well or how good of a presidency they had. Uh, and we brought up, or today's president was William Henry Harrison. And for those people who don't know who William Henry Harrison is, and if you've never heard of him, it's probably good chance you didn't. Uh, he was a president that lasted thirty-one days. Uh, he did the longest inauguration speech uh, over two hours in the cold and rain, uh, caught pneumonia, and died 31 days into his presidency. So the question was, where do we rank this guy into our presidents? And right now, our list, we have about 30 presidents on that list of the yeah. of the 45 that we'll rank. Um, and do you think William Henry Harrison should not even be included on a list of presidents? Yeah. Why? I, I personally think there should be like a special category. Okay. He didn't have time to make any decisions. He was on bed rest the entire time. <laughs> yes. And like, this is something I've thought for a really long time because 
second grade, didn't have many friends. So I just thought, what's the coolest thing I can do? So I memorized all the presidents. Okay. And I learned a bunch of facts. First about of all, I like how in second grade, you thought the coolest thing you could do yeah. was remember the presidents. I quickly figured out why I had no friends. <laughs> uh, but I've always thought, should this guy even be considered a president? And technically, yes. He's a president. He's president. He was inaugurated. He was elected. He didn't do anything. <laughs> I think there's... But is he worse than the presidents that got us into Civil War and maybe Nixon that... Uh, is he better? Is he worse? I think so. I mean, like, at least those guys had some sort of accomplishments on their resume. I get it. that There's lots of failures that they might have had, like James Buchanan's last on our list. I feel that, yeah, he very well deserving <laughs> until William Henry Harrison came around. Then I think, yeah, this guy, this guy might need to have his own special level. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, let's finish this up. We got some impossible questions for you guys or for you. Um, so if you haven't listened to the pod, which obviously I don't think you have, because no. you were like, what are the impossible questions? Yeah. I said, I'm not telling you because you have not listened to the podcast. Um, so first of all, you uh, get to go to a dinner and invite three people, alive or dead. What three people are you uh, bringing to this dinner? Um, I got to bring LeBron. Okay, LeBron James. Yeah. Nice. Um, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. And just to see what his opinion is, William Henry Harrison. You think William Henry Harrison's gonna have a good time talking to Michael Jackson and LeBron James? Uh, maybe. I don't what, know. What, I never, is, never what conversation will be done in that? And you think of that? There's definitely gonna be a nice little conversation going between LeBron, me, and Mike. But William Henry Harrison, he's there. I, I might end up yelling at him if he thinks he did live through some things. Though he did live, he lived through some things. He lived through some things. So he was a war. Biggest failure is that he didn't live through his presidency. <laughs> Okay. All right. So William Henry Harrison, LeBron James, and Michael Jackson. Yep. That might be the most unique group I've had so far. Good. Uh, second one. All right. Um, you're on Desert Island. Um, but for some reason, there is a speaker system there, but you only get to listen to one artist and their music, their entire, the entire uh, collection of music. What are you taking on that Desert Island? Um. Honestly, just because he's got so much music, I'll say Kanye. Kanye? Yeah. Okay. Why Kanye? Well, he's got a wide variety of style. Like, in the past 20 years, he's his music has changed a lot. So, it's not like you're listening to the same five songs. You get different tastes, and there's a large quantity of it. Okay. All right. Well, Kanye. Don't worry, it might... Get you down a little bit every now and then? Oh, occasionally, but I'm on a deserted island. I think I have the right to be down. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, last one. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's a taco. It's a taco. Three sides. It's not a taco. It, it is a taco. It is not a taco. Taco is, taco is completely different. Why? Is it a sandwich? No. Why is it not a sandwich then? Sandwich. It's bun. Yep. Meat. Bun. But that's the same thing. The, the hot dog no, bun no, 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 is the exact same thing. There's gaps. There's one big ring around the sandwich. Hot dog. So, so again, if you're eating hot dog and that gap does break, did it turn into a sandwich all of a sudden mid, mid hot dog? No, it's a broken taco. It's a broken taco. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sold on, not sold on that. You don't have to be. 
right, Connor, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, and again, we will we'll try to update people. That's that is Moana um, uh, coming in April, late April uh, for that. So good luck with all that. Um, and uh, thank you again for for coming on the podcast. Thank you.